A second fiery U.S. Senate debate and a second debate that was uh, less fiery in the gubernatorial race. This is October 11th, a special edition of Grand Divisions. I'm Joel Ebert. I'm Natalie Allison. I'm Tyler Whetstone. Thanks for joining us, guys, for this special edition. I just wanted to do a quick cast to give a recap of the latest uh, U.S. Senate and gubernatorial debate that were held this week. On Tuesday, we had one in um, uh, Kingsport between Carl Dean and Bill Lee, of course, of the governor's race. And then Wednesday, we had a uh, Knoxville uh, debate between Marsha Blackburn and Phil Bredesen running for the U.S. Senate. Um, Tyler, what did you think were kind of the main highlights of the, the Senate debate between Blackburn and Bredesen? Yeah, I think right off the start, you saw where Bredesen attempted to make things uh, civil and hoped that things would be civil. Uh, I think he mentioned that that lasted all of uh, 30 seconds or whatever it was. It didn't last very long. Um, Blackburn very quickly got on to um, Bredesen. I think the first topic was Kavanaugh and kind of went from there. Um, and Bredesen was very even killed, I thought, for the most part. Um, but it did seem like it was uh, Blackburn tonight and Blackburn tonight to uh, kind of be on the attack and was on the attack the whole time, it seemed like. Natalie, this was the second debate that we had seen. Was this more of the same, do you think, from from the first debate? Yeah, as far as Blackburn being on the attack and, you know, Bredesen not really going back at her, sure. Uh, this one was a little bit different in that... Um, the moderators were pushing back more mm-hmm. and they were they were asking follow-up questions. And I think that that made the debate a little bit more meaningful than maybe even the last one. They couldn't just stick to their talking points and then move on to the next question. They were pushed on some of those issues. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I thought one of the more interesting questions was about the funding specifically for the proposed border wall along the southern border. Uh, you had Bredesen essentially say, yeah, I, I think we could find better uses of $70 billion uh, and we can update, you know, the the idea of a wall by using technology, uh, drones, etc. Whereas Blackburn, she was kind of cagey in her answers. She didn't really say yes, but she also didn't say no that using seventy million or billion dollars would be a good idea. So I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, she didn't come out and say it would be a good idea, but she she sort of implied that she would she would go for it if, if that's what it cost. Um, and then afterwards, of course, we asked her how she would propose paying for it and. And we didn't get an answer on it. Tyler, one of the things that that was a recurring theme throughout the evening was uh, one name, maybe two names. Uh, this time, it was not Chuck Schumer, the Senate minority leader, of course, who came up frequently in the first uh, Senate debate. What was the, the big buzzword and name that Marsha Blackburn used this time? Yeah, it, it, the last time I thought that was interesting with Chuck Schumer. Of course, that's what uh, Republicans have been trying to paint. Uh, Bredesen as for a while now, kind of an acolyte for for Schumer. But last night it was Hillary Clinton and Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. Uh, She said, I think, almost two dozen times, or right around two dozen times, try to link Bredesen with Hillary Clinton, mainly saying if he had his way, Hillary Clinton, X, Y, Z, wouldn't have have, – Brett Kavanaugh wouldn't have had – as a conservative on Supreme Court, et cetera. Um, And she also linked several times with – how much money uh, Bredesen has uh, given to Clinton over the years? So how much was it? Uh, I don't know if it was. Uh, she said thirty-four thousand eight hundred something. something. She was very. Yeah, she said it like five times. <laughs> we all should know by now. <laughs> 
And then uh, she also said uh, uh, former President Barack Obama's name a couple of times as well. Um, one of the, I thought, more interesting uh, questions and answers was specifically on Brett Kavanaugh and whether the candidates believed uh, the allegations against, uh, you know, uh, the, the now Supreme Court justice were uh, unfounded. Natalie, what were some of their answers? Yeah, so I, I thought it was pretty cool that the, the moderators sort of forced them to answer the question, do you believe these accusers? And, of course, neither of them really came out and said yes. Uh, both of them, you know, said why they they didn't think that their allegations rose to the level of, of not supporting Kavanaugh. Of course, Blackburn all along has supported him. She, uh, When pressed on it, she said something like, I think something happened to Dr. Ford at some period in her life. But she made it clear that she didn't believe the story that Christine Blasey Ford was telling about what she said Kavanaugh did to her. And, and Bredesen said something similar. He said, you know, I, I think we should believe victims. But in this case, I don't think that there was evidence there that would be disqualifying for for him. I thought the fact that uh, you had this debate, Marsha Blackburn clearly had her issues that she wanted to to raise over Bredesen's head, it, it, everything from sexual harassment issues that arose when he was in the governor's mansion uh, to, you know, his his previous writings on health care uh, to his associations with, um, you know, national Democrats, Hillary, of course, and, and Obama. Phil Bredesen didn't have a similar approach. He did not say some of the things that you kind of, I thought, expected to say going into it. I mean, he didn't bring up anything about the opioid crisis, and this is a major component of his campaign. Tyler, what did you make of that? Uh, is this just a difference in tact between the two candidates? Well, they said afterwards that, or Bredesen said afterwards, he wasn't too surprised that uh, opioids didn't come up as a question. Uh, but I did. I was surprised that he didn't mention it. They didn't come up as a question. Where in East Tennessee, where uh, the crisis is a little bit more fine tuned, maybe uh, and East taken over the state a little bit more. Maybe East Tennesseans care more about Space Force, though. I I, I don't know. Definitely. I'm, I'm I think, I mean, you know, we like I our think astronauts. popular over there, Tyler. <laughs> well, his response was very similar to what Carl Dean said in the gaggle after the governor's debate. He was asked by one of the reporters, why, why didn't you talk about, you know, X? And it didn't he, come up. And he said, oh, well, I wasn't asked. They yeah. didn't ask me. And he seemed a little bit flustered, like he had heard that question before, um, you know, at, at the last debate. And um, he basically said, you know, I'm just going to answer what they ask me. But... He the, really, you know, he probably could have brought up whatever he wanted to. Well, and that certainly didn't stop Marsha Blackburn. I, I mean, no, it, it each didn't. candidate was given a rebuttal time. And if Phil Bredesen didn't want to use his two seconds or 10 seconds or 15 to talk about Space Force a second time, he could have said, oh, yeah, this is a little bit different and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, clearly not his tactic. I think overall it seemed like uh, their closing statements I thought were even interesting to, to paint the different pictures. What did you guys make of them? Yeah, I mean, it's none of neither of them were surprising, right? No, it, it was more of the same stuff where Bredesen says, if you want somebody who's been there for 16 years, you know, uh, obviously you, I'm not your guy, um, but if you want fresh air, go with me. Blackburn, of course, bringing up, you know, the differences between the candidates on, on a multitude of different issues, including guns, uh, and saying that essentially uh, she'll be right there with the president and that sort of a thing. So, I, I mean, it was kind of their typical uh, fiery, uh, you know, this is their last minute pitch to voters. Do you guys think that the, the debate may have made a difference at all in the race? I don't think it changes a whole lot. Um, maybe it changes things for Bob Corker, who found found out that uh, both Bredesen and Blackburn seem to like him a good bit. But uh, overall, they uh, 
kind of went to their camps. And I don't think if anyone didn't have their mind made up, I'm not sure this debate really helped. Turning to the governor's race, uh, obviously one day before we had a, a debate in East Tennessee as well. Natalie and I were there. Tyler wasn't. Um, but uh, it was it was an interesting debate, if you can call it that, in that they essentially just did a, a you know debate 2.0, redux of the previous one they had. Disagreed on uh, everything from school vouchers uh, to um, health care. Uh, Carl Dean is still trying to pound this this message of my opponent doesn't have a health care plan. Um, Bill Lee says, I've got a, a 15 to 20 year plan and that's good, you know, and in the first year we can do stuff. Do you, did you see, you know, any main findings out of the second debate this week, Natalie? No, I did think it was interesting. You know, they they focused on or Carl Dean focused on health care again. Bill Lee, I think, talked a little bit more about it than he has in the past. But Carl Dean um, used that as a as a point to sort of criticize Bill Lee by saying this is not something we can just wait to to solve, you know, years down the road. This is something we have to deal with now. Sure, we want to have great health care in 20 years, but we have to do something about the situation now. And I don't think he has really been able to push back that hard, uh, even though it wasn't hard. I don't think he's been able to push back at all on what Bill Lee has said previously because Billy hasn't said much in their, you know, in their last debate. Tyler, um, I know that you weren't at the debate, but East Tennessee plays a crucial role in electing, you know, various officials to office. Is Bill Lee a known commodity out there or is there still a lot of, uh, we don't know who these two, two candidates are. I think he is, and you see that in the uh, gubernatorial race. You have Randy Boyd, who was obviously from Knoxville, had the uh, had the assumption that he would do well all across East Tennessee, and he barely won Knox County here in Knoxville, and then uh, did hardly anything else the rest of the uh, rest of East Tennessee. And Bill Lee did very well. He owned all of East Tennessee, all of uh, Upper East Tennessee, uh, Chattanooga area, more or less. So I, I think he's fine on this side of the state, which tends to be more Republican anyways. It's been Republican for a couple hundred years longer than the rest of the state, it seems like. So uh, I don't think he's terribly worried. Uh, he'll be spending some more time in West Tennessee, I'm sure, in Middle Tennessee. Uh. Of course, there is one more debate before early voting starts next week. That's going to be on Friday. Uh, Natalie's going to be covering that, and uh, she will have a story up uh, that night, and, and you can read it this weekend. Uh, we will be back with our regular podcast uh, next Tuesday. Uh, so feel free to check us out for the latest news on all that. Uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, this is Grand Divisions. I'm Joel Ebert. I'm Natalie Allison. I'm Tyler Whetstone. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.